Believe it or not, in the middle of July, as we speak, convoys are continuing to build across this nation. In fact, it's getting so deep that there are even counter-convoys against the other convoys. Stay tuned to find out more in this week of Convoy Drama on the podcast, Le Renaissance Podcast. When you walk out of here today, don't be afraid to remind our government that they work for us! You must leave the area immediately. If you refuse to leave the area, you will be arrested for North Carolina General Statute. Under North Carolina can stand in the gap. You've got to be subject to the law, whether you have on blue jeans or blue uniforms. What is right is right is right. I don't give a damn what it is. Because guess what? I'm ready to go to jail and die about it. Think globally, act locally. We need to understand what the global agenda is, but we need to act locally to counter it. And we need to do it in a way that occupies peace. We need to do it in a way that is going to make connections with each other locally so that we see each other as human beings. I'm going to leave you with three simple words. Integrity, dignity, and community. And a lot of people were seeing politics at that time, but I was seeing revival. Revival was coming through the realm of politics. And uh, and that momentum and that movement is still in our country. Yes, sir. We just need to find avenues to harness it and where it it manifests itself. Fan that flame. We're, we're, uh, you know, the move of God is strong in our nation Mm -hmm. today. The word of God teaches us in the book of Psalms. It says that if I had wings like a dove, then I would fly away and be at rest. It's released representing the soul of Andrew. To get this into the into the public eye, uh, we're trying to win this war and we can't do it without your help. This episode of Podcast Renaissance is brought to you by winincourt.org. Learn how to win in court without a lawyer at winincourt.org. This one-stop course has everything you need to know about how to win in court. It's really that simple, folks. Learn how to file motions, subpoena witnesses, and even get court orders which will demand that sheriffs uphold and protect your rights. Learn more at winincourt.org. Back to the show. All right, folks. It's nearly the end of July, and yet the convoys still continue to cross America. X-Ray, who had his truck towed for seemingly no reason and finally gets it back as states away pretending that he was in Virginia the whole time but he was actually going to get another convoy currently headed from the west back to DC in Missouri with I don't know how many trucks he had like seven or something he's got some trucks allegedly coming to convoy into DC meanwhile from the south we have Freedom Squirrel and the one and only Defender of Ants coming in to D.C. fast. The only catch is they're against the 1776 Restoration Movement. Yes, that's right. The former People's Convoy is now split and divided into factions, one tackling another. What will happen? Well, it's guaranteed to be quite the show. 
Will their rights be upheld and protected? Probably not, unless they choose to do it themselves. But there will be a show. That is true nonetheless. That's right, guys. So, apparently, I've actually been fascinated by this whole scene that develops. Um, so I write, you know, I'm, I'm big into lawn care and landscaping. And to see this 1776 movement became, you know, hashtag hold the lawn, right? Hold the lawn. They're in the mall. Holding the lawn. Camped out along the, the mall. They're paying, what they said, 1600 a day in parking and sleeping in their cars at night. And then, Freedom Squirrel and Defender Vance come in from the south with hashtag mow the lawn. Because they want... The 1776 movement off the lawn. Believe it or not, folks, this is going to be a show to behold. (laughs) It really is. And as if that wasn't enough lawn care-related content for you to consume, behind the mirror, the troll group that is against 1776, or something like that. I can't really tell what they're doing. They're just having a little group thing. I don't know. They started LawnWatchers.com. That's right, folks. LawnWatchers.com. Hold the lawn. Mow the lawn. And LawnWatchers.com. Is there enough grass in the world to contain this movement? Only time will tell. It's it's quite astonishing that everything is related to lawn care right now. It's, It's a very odd coincidence in my life, at least, from the way I see things. It's very interesting. And, um... I think it kind of foreshadows the future of things. We'll get into that today, maybe in this podcast or another one. I'm not really sure. I'll speculate in a bit, but I want to cover all the news because you got an X-ray who he says he doesn't have a warrant, but he's afraid to go into D.C. for some reason. At least that's what he's saying. I don't know if he's just telling a story. Some people say he's lost his mind. I, he's got too many jokes, in my opinion, to be losing his mind, but I don't know what the heck he's on about. Uh, he's definitely twisted stories a lot in the past and not completely told the truth. That much is known, but what his intentions are, I'm not quite sure. At this point, he appears to have about a seven-car truck combo convoy coming into D.C. He says we're on the way. I don't trust anything he says, unfortunately, at this point, but it's possible. Well, there's at least a Freedom Squirrel and the Defender Vance convoy going in. I don't know how many people are with them, but they're saying they're going to go expose the 1776 restoration movement that is currently in the capital mall lawn whatever that is and um they're gonna go expose it and bring it down uh i don't know what their plan is uh they're really upset about the whole letting pedophiles in or ex whatever convicted pedophiles and sex offenders into the movement and especially when there's children around especially when they you know talk so adamantly against you know predators and stuff like this so it is a hypocritical thing but i don't know i'm not going to get into it too much i'm just i'm just speculating spectating the news and um so it's quite interesting it's quite the drama it's much better than any tv show i've seen before to be honest with you maybe it's because i know like everyone involved and i met them up for you know you got golden chariot riding around and getting on uh his scooter every night or a bike i said man i don't know he does not need to be getting on them things while he's streaming make me so nervous but um he dropped his phone like three times at one time anyhow what's the point what's what's gonna happen when all these convoys merge in dc probably not much i don't know 
And well, the whole thing is the Freedom Scrolls talking about is bringing in the Proud Boys. They want the Proud Boys in there to bring it down because Santa's a big Proud Boy supporter. He saw uh, sang uh, the f whatever song, the theme song of the Proud Boys, or at least it used to be, or maybe Ga I've seen Gavin McGinnis sing it before. And it was about how he started the Proud Boys. I think it was the song that inspired the Proud Boys. It was like something. Uh, it's like such a weird song. I'm gonna make you proud, Dad. It's such a dorky, like weird song. So Santa's saying that after spending a couple nights in jail... No, he, he went to the jail and turned himself in this time. It was the second time he went to jail he, he sang this song. So he's very about the Proud Boys. He loves them. But the Proud Boys are very much against the sex offenders and predators and all this. So Freedom Squirrel's whole theory is they wanted to bring the Proud Boys in against the 1776 Restoration Movement. And, of course, Santa probably wants the Proud Boys there. Well, is that happening? Only time will tell. It's very doubtful, but now that there's this controlled opposition faction coming into the the whole mix, it might create something, some energy, I don't know. It could bring in, now Antifa might go down there and feel emboldened because the group's falling apart. And then the Proud Boys want to show up not only to expose 1776, but also to go do what their thing is with Antifa and whatever that is. And then... At that point, you have four different factions wanting four different things, theoretically. Then what happens? I don't know. I, I, it's getting... Because if that, if that energy carries forth... I mean, is everybody just going to fight each other? Like, what? And if that really... Because the Antif... Like, you know, the 1776 and the Convoys, whatever, they don't got that much momentum. But if they can drag the Proud Boys into it, and they can drag Antifa into it, and BLM and all this into D.C., which wouldn't be that hard. I mean, BLM and Antifa are all through D.C. The Proud Boys are, you know, well-to-do people who can get somewhere when they need to, when the calling comes to go fight Antifa in the streets, whatever good that does. Anyhow, it could possibly become something in that regard. Now, then what happens? I don't know. Biden's still going to be getting COVID and even though he's gotten four vaccines and, you know, Kamala Harris is still about to be the president, it seems, or maybe, you know, maybe in a little bit. Apparently JoJo ate his whole plate of breakfast. Man, he's such a joke the way they portray him. It's almost intentional, isn't it? Anyhow, convoy news. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what much more there is to say other than to kind of go into, like, again and hit my points about going into D.C. and protesting the federal government doesn't do anything. It's not going to change anything. You might talk to a representative who changes their vote. I mean, I suppose that's possible. But it's unlikely. And you could just do that from your phone anyways. And Biden's not going to change. Like th At this point, the, cor the country has been seized by corporations and corporate interests. And they're just pushing through whatever they want. I mean, Biden's just signing what he's told to sign. He doesn't comprehend what's really happening. So, to argue with the government and say, give me my rights back, as if they're competent enough to take them in the first place, is somewhat of a joke to me, but whatever. Because my thing is, guys, this is... And I'll get into this on future episodes of things. Uh, my focus is more towards Healing Law podcast um, on this kind of issue, but... We don't have constitutional rights. We don't have rights from the government. We have God-given rights. The Constitution protects those God-given rights. 
The federal government cannot take those God-given rights away when we are just moral people. It doesn't mean as a group, it means as individuals. As an individual, as a family, as a community. Then you build it from the bottom up. You don't, you don't start a skyscraper by putting a needle on the top. You lay the foundation. You build the, build the first floor, the second floor, the third floor, the fourth floor, all the way up. In some place, you want to skip the 13th floor for whatever reason because, you know, oh, it's a number. Oh, my God. Anyhow. But then at the same time, you know, it's like they're arguing for the rights in D.C. They already have them. They just need to enforce them themselves. But nobody wants responsibility. Nobody wants responsibility. Everybody just wants somebody else to do something for them, especially that way if they fail at providing the assistance the way that they wanted it or whatever, they can say it's their fault. It's it's not it's not my fault that uh, my rights aren't being protected the way I want. I, I elected you to do it, and you didn't do it. It's just so foolish. We need to represent ourselves. It's a representative democracy, whatever that means. I don't, even, I don't think that that's what it, it is. what it is in the moment, right? What is it now? It is what it is now. It's not, is, it's not what it was then or whatever. Because the most high is what gives the government authority. And if you... Well, I mean, Satan controls certain aspects, but if you are a righteous person and you are focused on the moral law, and you know natural law, and where the, you, you know the law is literally comes from the Most High. It literally comes from that. Like, just a, through the ether, seemingly. Just the way things work out, you'd be astonished when you just change your behavior, and you mind your business, and you don't go into other people's lives, you don't look to start fights with others, you maintain your own, and your rights will be upheld. Now, you might still end up some weird things where you go into a private business and that was a huge thing about the corporations being creatures of the state they're not private businesses corporations are not private businesses that's a myth they are publicly owned and traded they are publicly created by the government they are the people's corporations are the people's like at the end of the day they're ours they're everyone's they are public facilities twitter is a public facility it's a it's a public square but that's not even the argument you need to look for you know, whatever. Bottom line is they're bound to the Constitution because they're created by the government. Anything created by the government is bound to the Constitution. If the government made puppies in a lab somehow and they own the puppies in the lab, you know, the puppies in the lab can't go around and violate your rights because they aren't the government, but they were created by the government. You can't violate. Everything's bound to the Constitution. And then they try to get around this with the CDC and all this, which are pseudo-governmental bodies. To say the very least, same thing with the FDA. They're kind of private public organizations. They don't really make sense in the way, you know, there's, there's a lot going on here. And so what needs to happen is people got to keep their calm. I understand when people first really like, I'm going to fight. I'm going to make a change about this. I can't stand for this anymore. It's a respectable point of view. You go through this phase where you're like real angry and upset all the time. And it's just a natural thing. It's like it's part of waking up, quote unquote, right? But that's only one level. And the biggest thing is, you got to realize you can't force your opinion on others at that point. That's the biggest awakening right there. You start to push your opinion on others because you realize that you're, you're, you found the truth. You found the source. You may not even understand where it's coming from, but you see that the truth exists, right? I see the truth that exists, and it's not what you're saying. And you go out of your way to prove to others that they're wrong. Well, at that point, 
You're kind of violating their divine rights to believe whatever stupid crap they want. And at that moment, you're entering conflict that you didn't need to be in. And I know it sounds strange, but it is what it is. It's not right to go and force your opinion on others. And that includes in the public square to me. I don't, I don't agree with protesting at all. Uh, the convoy itself wasn't really a protest. It was more of a rally or a demonstration. And I, oh, but whatever. Yeah, you could say that what I'm saying is a bit hypocritical there. But to me, it, it unified people across the nation. I've made countless connections that will last a lifetime. And that matters. That part matters. The protest itself is useless. In fact, it's counterproductive. It tells the government that they're in charge. It tells them how submissive and weak you are. It says to them, oh, give me back my rights you've taken. The government's like, oh, okay, so you're saying that I have your rights? Okay, well, I'm not going to give them back. They, they don't have your rights. It's just a fishtail you make up. It's a story. It's, it's how you see the world. And, um, oh, that was, uh, I just remembered a topic I got to get. Guys, I, I've come to so many revelations lately. I'm so grateful for that. And I'm trying to get them out in a, a meaningful way. But um, people have been tricked into believing their paper. You see this whole push for the digital ID. And uh, people freak out about this. They're like, oh, they want to create a digital you and put it on the internet. And I came to the realization the other day. I was like, I bet people freaked out like this when they first started writing. And they started putting people's names and they put their address on a piece of paper. And they would freak out about it. They'd be like, oh my God, they're writing my name on a piece of paper and they're tracking me and everything. I get, I know that that happened. I, I couldn't prove it, but it's just the same thing that's happening now, right? The past is the present in many ways. And there was some justified concern there. Obviously, it's ridiculous. It's a piece of paper. It's not you. You have living rights. The piece of paper doesn't. So what they do is they create a piece of paper under the U.S. government. It's now... This is what this is what people are saying with the straw man. It is actually logical and soundly based, but they go so off tangent and into illogical realms that it just doesn't make sense. Your identity, theoretically, the paper you, which is not you, the government created it. It's owned by the government, and the government can violate its rights or whatever, but it still has to be bound to the Constitution even then, right? And... But that's not you. The issue is, and this goes back to the fear being justified, people have begun to think that they are the paper. They've stuck themselves in a two-dimensional world where they are a piece of paper. They are words on paper. People literally believe they are words on paper. And maybe that's why people freaked out. Maybe that's why people are free. Then, then bring that back to the present. People are freaking out about having a digital ID. It's obviously not them, and it's, obvi it's obviously absurd, right, when you look at it. But the thing is, people will begin to believe that they are a digital self, that they are that digital entity, especially when you're talking about generations. You know, maybe in our lifetime it's not so much, but our children and our grandchildren, and they're going to believe that they are this digital self because they're going to grow up with it their whole lives. They're conditioned into it more and more and more and more. They believe that they are this digital form of themselves. And the, the government controls it. And what is the government? Governmental. Control the mind. The mental. To control the mental. Governmental. That's what a governmental facility is. It's inside of you. 
It's designed by the Creator to keep us in check until we can learn not to step on each other's rights and maintain our own and to sit there and say, Hey, I'm a powerful being. The Most High made me in a perfect way, and I can do amazing things. But I'm going to stay within my confines, and I'm not going to be stepping on other beings and their right to be ignorant. Okay, And I will try to raise and help and cultivate better people and better generations. But it's not my job to force my opinion down someone's throat. Now, there's there's sometimes, you know, you call out people on the hypocrisy, right? It's okay to point that out once in a while. But to sit here and debate about things and try to convince people about this and that and whatever, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Everyone just picks their side and then they dig deeper and deeper into it, believing they're more and more right because the other person's wrong. And it just divides us. And... I am really, I know I'm going everywhere right now. I thought this was about the convoys. Well, it is. Because this is the solution. This is the, this is the revelation people have to go through to see that, oh, wow, the DC can't take my rights away. And if they do, it's against the law. And I can remedy myself in court. I can go to court. I can get a court order. I can make the sheriff go arrest someone. Whatever. Like, and the more that we use and condition the courts to do such as they were intended to do, we can have a renaissance, a bloodless renaissance. It's not a revolution, because revolution is just the same thing over and over again. The sun revolves around, or the earth revolves around the sun. Revolution. Why would you revolve? No, we want a renaissance, an awakening organically, not forced. And that can happen through the courts. And it can happen a lot of other ways, and there's many other things. I'm not saying that 1776 and all these convoys and this and that, they're totally useless. There might be things that I don't understand. From my point of view, it's pointless. It's not the right approach. It actually gives the federal government more power. And it's just the wrong thing to do. But that being said, you know, if it creates a platform to get messages out, it is creating this weird network, social media network, and it is breaking people from the system somewhat in a certain way. People are now paying attention to the convoy and the convoy drama rather than, you know, what's happening in the federal government, what the president's doing so much, and they're not getting so angry at the government so much, even though the convoy is a representation of how evil the government is, right? So in that regard, people are beginning to break out of that mental prison, right? So that's good. That's good conditioning, I think. You got you to think. It's like, see, think of your brain and your soul like wood. You season it, you treat it, and you cure it, right? It's even like in cooking, right? Seasoned, treated, cured. And there's, those are three different con ways of conditioning wood. So you season with the truth, right? You treat with the seasoning until it's cured. And I know that that's not the order of things you do, to whatever, curing a tree. I don't even know what those three words really mean when it comes to, to treating wood. Well, treating wood is like, you know, waterproofing it with arsenic or whatever it is. and then It's not arsenic. What is it? It's something bad. Cobalt or cadmium? Something crazy, heavy metal or something. And uh, 
treating it, curing it's like letting it dry, and seasoning it is also like letting it, I know you season firewood, right? But then, like, think of it in food. Like, you season your food to treat it, to taste the way you want it. And it can cure you when you eat right, right? It can cure you of different illnesses. I slip between, should I say illness or disease? I was, like, mixing the two in my head. Diseases. And, um, yeah. Seasoned, treated, cured. And that's how we kind of had to approach our friends and our families, and it's not, it's not about, like, a force. I, I, now I'm, like, coming up with a topic. It's, like, how to, how to season, treat, and cure your family and friends of mental illness. <laughs> but it's, like, it comes with, you have to be constantly in love. Like, you have to be coming from love. You have to be connected with the Most High's love, and you have to do that first. And then you can begin to season, treat, and cure others. It's a process, like everything else. There's no such thing as taking something out of... Like, we can't just kick the government out of power without a process. Unless that process is war, then you could do it immediately. But if you're trying to do something peaceful, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe, I, I don't see how it could happen now. Everything's too secured to even, you know, go in and just arrest people as citizens. It wouldn't even, it couldn't be possible. I don't think so. Maybe it is. You know, I mean, part of it is what we allow to be true, right? I don't know. Maybe it's possible. But the thing is, we should be like, and that, and that is where the convoy does kind of succeed. The 1776 Restoration Movement now and, you know, all these different convoys. I don't want to give them too much credit because it's, all, 1776 restoration movement is all going to Santa and whatever. And I mean, he's paying a lot for parking, but and um, going to jail and whatever. But they're getting the conversation going. I, I have to admit that they, they keep the conversation going. They're seasoning people with the conversation. We need to focus on defending our rights. We need to focus on defending our rights, and that's good. But demonstrably, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it's a mix of things. Maybe that's what their role is. Maybe they're creating, like, this news network type situation where people can communicate and get messages out. And, uh... I don't know, it's just interesting to think of it that way. Because everyone has a purpose, too, right? We get we get so heated, and we're like, this is right and this is wrong, and, you know, you really have to look at things all kinds of ways, right? I don't agree with it. I wouldn't be doing it. I think it's the wrong move. It definitely is the wrong move for me, undeniably, and I'm not going to do it. But maybe it is seasoning, treating, and curing people with the truth. And awakening them gradually. But you can't have this forced awakening. You have to build the foundation. Imagine if, you know, let's say you had a skyscraper pre-built, right? And you just placed it on the ground. That's what people try to do when they force wake people up with the truth. It's like, you build a whole skyscraper, and... You just place it on the ground. Meanwhile, there's no foundation. It hasn't been excavated and all this and leveled out and the ground's uneven and, you know, there's trees in a way. It's like you have to prepare, you know, even if you give someone the skyscraper of knowledge, which even then they wouldn't know how to manage it, then you got to pay, you got to think about the electricity that's going on. And of course, I'm speaking in parable here, but... 
you know, you're thinking about the electricity bills and the water bills and what happens if there's a fire, we got to put it out. And, you know, if we put too much electricity through it at once, it's more likely to catch on fire. Just different things going on that we got to consider. We can't just throw a skyscraper of truth at someone and have them be like, oh my gosh, I get it now. You can help them by giving them the materials to build the foundation, you know, helping them clear some trees out of the way, you know, leveling the ground with them. And then maybe you can build with them up and up and up. And I've seen it happen in my life where it's like, neither one of you knows it's happening. You would maybe I'll disagree with someone on something, but it's a really small point. And I continue to hit this small point over and over and over. And eventually, you know, a year later, they finally see what I'm saying. And they come around to it, right? And neither they don't even remember where they got it from at that point. And um, it's an interesting thing to see. And that's how you seize and treat and cure, right? Gradually. And the thing is, guys, it took a long time to get where we're at, being immoral and looking, seeking wealth and money and power and all this, you know, lust and just overabundance of material wealth and having such an easy life that we forgot to work hard and you know we don't even have to work hard that's like how does that make you weak and lazy because we don't have to work for anything i mean you can literally be homeless in this country and eat three square meals a day you could be obese and be homeless in this country it's just an abundance there's an abundance of wealth and that's going to start to go away and maybe that's freaking people out right now and they're thinking they they want to blame something, but like, guys, we're we're going through a crisis here. Where there's going to be food shortages. It's not going to be like it was. And people, the only the people that are going to die, are people who panic, who freak out, who let their emotions get to them, who, you know, don't seek the truth and the Most High's way first and foremost every day. And that's why I don't put myself in situations like being in D.C. at the mall, right? Unless I'm media or press, I very that's why I make that distinction because I don't want to be involved with the group moment you're involved with a group, well, you know, if that group enters a mob mentality, and they always do, you're involved with what they're going through, right? I mean, how many people in January 6th got involved with that group mentality? Nobody, I, I bet half the people there didn't intend any ill thing at all, and they just ended up where they were. And some of them ended up in jail for being there. With no ill intention. I don't know. These are just things to think about. I'm not going to go on too much longer. I think I made my point for today. And that was what I got to get out there. Um, that's what the convoy inspired me today. So, you know, it brought out this conversation. So I guess that's something. Um, anyhow, this has been Podcast La Renaissance. While the te- revolution... <laughs> While the revolution may not be televised, we shall podcast Le Renaissance. And remember, guys, uh, I highly encourage you to uh, check out the sponsor link, winincourt.org, winincourt.org. It's a $250 course. It's the best self-help legal course that exists, hands down. I don't even think there are others. There might be like one or two others. It's made by an attorney who saw the injustices in the system and dedicated his life to get this information into the hands of the people. And $250 is like an hour with an attorney. And it tells you how to do everything without an attorney. 
and maybe you still hire an attorney every once in a while, but whatever the case is, if you're going through some legal trouble or you want to defend your rights in courts and tell the sheriffs to, uh, you know, defend your right with a court order and you want to get that court order, well, the processes are laid out in winningcourt.org's courses. I highly recommend them. And uh, I've taken them myself, and they helped me a lot. I, I was able to uh, more effectively enter a courtroom. I can't say that like I was able to get out of everything, right? But it gave me the confidence I needed to negotiate with police to the point where the last case that I brought to trial, I violated what the go the government's law was or whatever. But I said, that's that doesn't apply to me. I'm just traveling, right? They dismissed the case at trial for some obscure reason because I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. They didn't have to, but they did. It's just like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the better I got at it and the more confident I became, things just worked out in the court. It was weird. Because the Most High still maintains control. He he can harden people's hearts or he can soften them and make them see the light in the in what you're proposing. Or he can blind them to it. So, really, the Most High is in charge. And once you realize that, everything is fine, guys. Seriously. The Most High is in control. That hasn't changed. The government can't stop that from happening. No man can stop that from happening. Satan cannot stop that from happening. That's an individual relationship between you and the Creator. But you have to awaken that. Well, the, the Creator awakens it in you for sure. But we can call out to Him and say, Hey, Yahuwah, can you show me the way, the truth, and the light that you showed Yeshua HaMashiach? Can I see that too? In the ways that you showed your son. Can I see that? Please. May I see that? May I see as he saw the truth. That he saw that he could heal people. By them touching him. <laughs> like. He didn't even have to do anything. He, just, he had a healing presence right. And, and Yeshua said. The things that I do. You, can, you will do greater. Right. So all of those things we can do. And that, but that starts with forgiveness and forgiving others. And that's a big reason people can't come to the creators because they hate their brothers and sisters and their mothers and fathers or aunts and uncles, whoever. Uh, and because they won't forgive those who they can see, the Most High is not going to forgive them, right? Because they haven't come to Him for forgiveness. At least that's my opinion. You know, theologically, I may be wrong or whatever, but that's the way I kind of see it. It's like if if you're hating your brothers and sisters, why is the creator going to this horse flies keep coming? Why is the creator gonna give you eyes to see and ears to hear? Why is he gonna forgive you of your trespass? Lord forgive us of the trespasses that we have made as we forgive those who have been made against us. Which have been made against us. So it's something like that. It's hard. I, I know it in order. Like if I said it in order, I could just bust it out. But out of order. Lord, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And that's what how Yeshua HaMashiach taught us to pray. And I think that there's a big message in that because if we don't forgive others who have trespassed against us. Like if you don't forgive people, the Most High is not going to forgive you. Because you haven't even come to Him for forgiveness. That's my opinion. Even if you say you have Jesus or whatever, if you hate your brothers and sisters, well, the Bible says that, that hating your brother and sister is equivalent of murder. 
So we have to love one another. Even if we disagree, even if the person does heinous things, you still have to love them. That is the commandment. To love your neighbor as yourself. That's everyone. Now, there's a time for hate too. It says that in the Bible, right? But I think that that might mean when we're born under the law, right? But when we come up out under the man-made laws, we don't have to hate. We can love everyone. We can see why people do things because we've done things. We've done wicked in our lives. We all have. And that's why being angry and yelling in the streets at an invisible entity that actually exists in your head is, you know, kind of crazy. It's not the right thing to do. And that's that's why I say that. But really, I'm going to cut out of here again. This has been Podcast La Renaissance. While the revolution may not be televised, we shall Podcast La Renaissance. Out.